Welcome back to the rabbit hole. My name is Tom. I'm Tammy. Glad to see everybody here. Today is the 31st of January. It is 2.57 p.m. Nebraska time. And this is podcast six. It is part two of a two-part series. Part one was in episode five. And the question is directly coming. It was directly related to the first podcast on on the first episode podcast five and it leads us to this question now what to do with the gop or the republican party a few days ago or actually about a week ago i asked this question on multiple media media platforms and i got 24 replies it was between the options of start over because of mistrust a third party probably because of mistrust and revamp it because of mistrust but here's where the numbers get a little bit scary there's 24 people that replied and it was with all them three categories and granted this is only 24 people so it's not a full-fledged survey on what's going on but that just gives you an idea from around the country of what people are feeling with half of them opting to revamp that's 12 of the 12 of the 24 votes a quarter of them said to stay start over due to mistrust and the other quarter said to start a third party due to mistrust which brings us to the next words of wisdom which is power corrupt going to be popular in this episode power has caused them to social distance themselves from their voter base and believe it or not it has done so as well on the other side of the political spectrum so we are not alone we do not see it as much is it is because it is being falsely inflated by the liberal media. So depending on what their bias is, you know, and how they actually report it or if they report it at all. But if the country is to get anything done, we have to kill the beast. So what are the weapons that we're going to need to achieve this goal? Not a new party. So with term limits, the Senate has two six-year terms and the House of Representatives has three two-year terms. Nothing more. We have been trying to kill this beast for a long, long time. And every time we seem to have tried, it's like we're essentially asking the employees to say you're unemployed after a certain amount of time and it always seems to fail but we'll keep on trying so either that or maybe the parties have to invoke a contract which tells them that hey after this so many terms you're done you, you got to leave and somebody else has got to come into its place that's where we're kind of sitting at right now and there's no broken terms as, as well so if you did two terms in the house and you come back and you do one more term you can't just go back and do three terms the other thing is benefits. Nobody intended for these people to be career politicians. And as as Tammy had said before, and we had talked about this through most of the week, when did they deem themselves as career politicians? When did this happen? When did this happen? That's what we got to ask ourselves. We didn't want them to become career politicians. We didn't ask them to become career politicians. But this is a problem on both sides of the aisle, not just on the with the Republicans, but also with the Democrats. They have the same problem as we have. So in the end, we have to remember, even though we're of two wings of the same bird, we still have one commonality, and that is both the parties that we have are not representing either of the people that they say who their constituents are. Power is like a bad drug to them. After so many years of being in there, they get themselves a pension, which they voted in. They get health insurance, which is fine, but it shouldn't be like the super premium plan that nobody else can freaking get but only they can get it some of the laws they pass are not 
even, you know, it's only limited to the voter base. It's not limited to the people that made the laws. They have isolated themselves, Republicans and Democrats, to Washington, D.C. They don't care about their constituents outside of that little bubble. We have to go back to what our founding forefathers wanted. They intended for somebody to come into service, do their do the terms, and then get out and let somebody else come in. That fresh blood is needed. This is all a part of the problem, not just here, but also there. I'm pretty sure our founding forefathers didn't intend for any of this to happen. As Tammy and I had been talking about this through most of the week, it was like, when did career politicians become a thing? It never was supposed to be a thing. And they have created themselves a little bubble and made it almost impervious for the common people to even have a say in anything or even reply to their constituent. You know, like Nebraska Senator Ben Sass. You'll hear that name a lot too. So the next question is, what happens when none of this works? We have to go through the old process so long as they're not using Dominion voting machines and vote them out. Honest people deserve a lot better than this. And if you go back in time, you can sit there and see that they didn't meet all the time either. They only met for a little bit here and a little bit there and then they went back home to their cons- you know where the states they were from and they carried on their lives until the next session came about. Not like what they have now where they go in for like nine months get a hundred or seventy nine thousand dollars for doing a lot of that and then go home with a paid vacation and also with uh, all sorts of benefits and pensions i mean how many places do you know you only have to work six to twelve years and you get a pension really who come up with that idea oh that's right congress did congress did so here my friends is our paradox we have taking the responsibility in our own hands if we can have a bunch of common people bring down wall street just by coming to the aid of games stop and then buying their stocks away from those people that were going to dissolve that company in the end then we have to be able to do this and bring these beasts in as well if we can bring these beasts in as well i believe that we stand a very good chance of bringing this country back and finding some unity amongst both parties and amongst both sides because i do believe that common people can get along a lot better than what the Republicans and Democrats in D.C. can. They, behind closed doors, you know, they sit there and bicker and battle and fight and do this and do that. And then they, you know, leave two entrances of the building, come around to the same limousine, have a couple drinks, and off they go. Now it's about networking, honey. I'll rub your back if you rub mine. There's literally a website that you can go to. It's WikiHow on, with pictures even to tell you how to become a politician and basically you can have any college education but you are trained and mentored and taught by whomever you work for so this is you know passed down from generation to generation so when you network with those rich people you have to rub elbows you have to give in to what they want when they want it so if you take away a career politician they can't keep doing that so one of the things we got to get rid of then is, as well as lobbyists. What's a lobbyist? They're the ones that go and say, I'll scratch your back by giving you to your campaign. You scratch my back by voting against a certain agenda because it's affecting my client's business. You're never going to get rid of that. Yeah, You're never going to get rid of that. Because you have people who have a conscience and people who don't have a conscience. 
Well, then we get, you got to do something. And then you have people who just don't give a crap about anybody else and could care less and just want to make a buck, and you have other people that do care. You're never going to get rid of a lobbyist. It's just never going to happen. So you limit the ability for them to, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. How are you going to limit them? Well, Nancy Pelosi does it. That's... She just makes out outrageous accusations against people, and somebody listens to the... That woman, I'm sorry. Anyhow, um, you just have to listen to her and people follow her. It's so kind of like a rock band. A rock band? How yeah. do you figure? Well, once you get their name stuck in your head, they become very popular, right? Everybody becomes popular once it's widespread. Okay, like the pet rock. Somebody made millions of dollars off a of pet rock. Why would you buy a rock? Because it became popular because somebody else made it popular. So, I think your idea of a midterm voting on a report card would be good. Are you doing any good? Now, get out. That would be what I would say. Because, you know, I don't know about some of the states that you people are from, but here in Nebraska, even the state legislatures don't like Ben Sass. Yeah, he has created a problem. Anyhow, I will tell you, though, we can't create a new one. Uh, apparently, the facts have come out. Although it's very difficult to find any factual information on the internet, I'm telling you now. I looked up quotes of stupid politicians, you know, what they've said before, and all I got was three pages of dumb things Trump said. Yeah, Nobody else. That, that website that you're on yeah. right now is bad. Um, anyhow, President Trump is not affiliated with the Patriot Party. President Trump is not affiliated, or former President Trump, sorry. Um, not affiliated with uh, the mega Patriot Party either. But, but it there's is, so many years of brokenness. How do you fix broken when you can't fix it no more? Mike Pompeo was with the Tea Party. He still is. Ted Cruz, mm -hmm. Rand Paul. Then we're coming to couple of the notorious ones that are still in there that were part of the Tea Party, the original Tea Party. Uh, maybe we got to kind of go back to that, but you know, it's a matter of how do you hold their feet to the fire and make them accountable for their actions that they did. Ben Sass. I don't know, because we make um, criminals, they have to go to court and be... They can't go to court. They won't go to court. You cannot try an elected official because of a bad report card. Oh, like the untouchables, huh? Yeah, like the unfucking touchables. Um, that became corrupt, corrupt, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they thought they were God. Yeah, kind of like yeah. what we have now. No, no. When somebody gets a head that big, they need to be out. So we're talking about term limits uh, for members of Congress. According to Mark R. Levine and the Liberty Amendments... Restoring the American Republic book. Levin. Oh, Levin? Levin. Levin. Okay. Anyhow, in Chapter 2, an amendment to establishing term limits for members of Congress. Section 1 says, No person may serve more than 12 years as a member of Congress, whether such service is exclusively in the House or the Senate or combined in both houses. In Section 2, upon the ratification of this article, any incumbent member of Congress whose terms exceeds the 12-year limit shall complete the current term, but thereafter shall be ineligible for further service as a member of Congress, okay? So in 2010, um, and then 2013 and 2008, we continued to re-elect people. 
were reelected in 2010 for the House of Representatives. And in 2010, we reelected 84% of the Senate. In 2008, we reelected 94% of the House and 83% of the Senate. Okay, there's the problem, people. These people are serving well past the limit according to the Constitution of 12 years. Like, for instance... Is that clause, clause in the Constitution? Yes, it's in the Constitution. So they have broken the law. No, we keep re-electing them every time they... Why do we re-elect them if, that, if that's beyond their term limit? Well, here, Hale Rogers uh, is a Republican out of Kentucky. He has served consecutively since January 3rd of 1981. He has been in for 40 years, 240 days, according to this. Uh, Chris Smith is a Republican from New Jersey. Um, he has been serving since January 3rd of 1981. Okay. Oh, let's see. Let's keep going. This is the House. John Dingle. He served 59 years, 21 days. He was a Democrat from Michigan. Um, he, his lifespan was 1926 to 2019. So. So he served from 1955 to 2015. We're supposed to have a 12-year limit. And I'm not just throwing Democrats. I said two Republicans, too. Jamie Witten, Democrat out of Mississippi, served 53 years and 60 days from November 4th, 1941 to January 3rd, 1995. What the hey? I don't see anywhere in the Constitution under Article 1, Section 4 of uh, anything where it says they need to have health insurance, mm. compensation, pension. Yeah, okay, compensation's going to be in there, but pension? No, it's not in there. So I'm a little confused. If they're only supposed to serve 12 years, why are they serving 47 years, 331 days? That's Don Young from Alaska. He's been in since March 6th of 1973. He probably doesn't even claim Alaska anymore. It's like, what the hey? And this is on, from not a really great reliable site. But still, you can't really look on the internet anymore. Uh, Democrats have taken it over because everybody's just... Biden's the glorious savior of everybody right now on the internet. Okay, I need to correct myself. Apparently, the Constitution was only ratified in 1947 to put term limits of only two two consecutive terms for a president not for congress or the house so these freaking people have made a career out of politics by serving 57 years 40 years 39 years nancy pelosi 200 freaking fucking years no she served 17 consecutive years you just as well it's like lost in space so here here's the thing people have been asking for a constitutional amendment to set term limits for members of Congress and the House for a very, very, very long time. Okay? You stay in the House of Representatives or you stay in Congress for 59 years. Do you really think you care about the people anymore? No, you don't. Because what they have is time in the Capitol, professional politician grows power. Power corrupts. After power, they don't care. Power corrupts. They don't care. So term limits should be a constitutional amendment. It should be. Even Ben Franklin uh, said that there should be some kind of term limits in the Constitution. But there was never placed one until 1947 when they did it for the president because of Roosevelt serving three terms. In the Constitutional Convention on June 2nd, only days after it convened, Franklin 
Franklin offered his opinion about the question of paying legislator and executive officers of the federal government. He opposed the idea. He did not feel that people who represented their state should be paid. So one, our founding fathers thought there should be term limits and there never was put one in for the Congress or the House. And two, Ben Franklin, one of our founding fathers, felt that they should not be paid to represent. So with that, people, we will let you go. Our time is drawing to a near. But if you got any questions, thoughts, or answers of Divine Revelations, you know, you can give us a shout. Let us know what you think. And we'll let you go from here. Hey, and we don't get paid for these endorsements, but Mark Levine? Mark Levin. Levin, sorry. The Liberty Amendments, Restoring the American Republic pretty good read not difficult to read um it's just i really haven't had time to read a lot of it so i will dig a little deeper my name's tom i'm tammy we will talk to you later thank you for coming to the rabbit hole